Good morning, everybody. This is Mark Tackett again and John David Benford here from First Baptist Church in Santo, Texas. And here today, um, this should be interesting because I, uh, I woke up this morning at about 4.20 and I felt like the Lord spoke to me and told me what to speak on today. And John David didn't have a clue and we haven't rehearsed, but uh, I would entitle this The Great Adventure. And uh, at the end, I think you may understand uh, why I titled that, The Great Adventure. So it basically uh, is, is purposed around what, what is your purpose, okay? It's kind of interesting to, first of all, to understand what a word actually means. So the definition of the word purpose is, uh, one, the reason for something, the reason for which something is done, okay? Two, the reason for which something was created, or three, uh, the reason for which something exists. What is its purpose? The verb is uh, have as one's intention or, or objective. And the etymology, which in Latin, pro, uh, which is part the first part of purpose is really pro, means to go forth. And pono, pono is the object to be reached uh, or a target or an aim or a goal. Kind of reminds me in the old movies, uh, in the, the army or the military, they would be sitting around planning to do something. They would have an objective. That was their purpose. Uh, so in life, uh, what is our purpose? Uh, in part of what I'm gonna share personally, in my life, God has showed me a lot of analogies in the natural world, and they're not, they're not singular with me because each of you could relate to this, but for me, a lot of times it's animals. And uh, the, uh, uh, an example, and, I, and I've had several border collies, and border collies, uh, they have a purpose that's bred into them, and it's to work. They're generally loyal to one person, and generally, they're always looking back to that person uh, to signal what they want done. And as I, as I kind of uh, talk about these attributes and these certain breeds of dogs, uh, I believe that sometimes these relationships with animals also should reflect our relationship with God in that we should be at least as good as a dog is to its owner in our relationship with God at least that's how I think about it. And so if a border collie is loyal to one person, you know, where, where do our loyalties lie? Uh, they're always looking back to that person to signal what they want done. Um, and so that's why we should daily meet with Jesus to, to see, Jesus, what do you have for me today? And, and, and uh, John David, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's a really good analogy. Um, I think that that dogs are such a good um, the relationship they have with us is so profound. I know my mom has had one for she's got a loss op, so she's had for my math is failing me sixteen years. Wow. Um, and. <laughs> Maggie's not doing so great anymore because really? lost opses aren't supposed, they're not made to live longer than that. And so it's just crazy how we can see um, 
that relationship unfold and, and the purpose that these dogs have in our lives. So like mm-hmm. Maggie's purpose, I don't know what a loss ops's purpose is. Those are the most high maintenance animals I've ever seen. And my <laughs> mom and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry, you spend way too much money grooming that little dog. Um, a lot of but, times it yeah. provides a, mm. a, a comfort for yeah. that person. And so my, exactly. So my mom got Maggie in 2005 because her mother passed away. My granny passed away in 2005, and so she got Maggie to kind of help her through that time. And, you know, Maggie's Maggie's done her job, just like a Border Collie d- does their right. jobs. And, you know, we had a – when I was in middle school, I think, we had a little dog named Ashley. Um, she was, I want to say, an Australian Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ended up getting sick in infancy and didn't last very long, but – uh, th- those dogs are like, you can tell they're made to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just want to play and run around. And if an Australian shepherd is made to herd cattle around, they're certainly able to herd middle right. school boys around. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. no, I think it's great. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about a dog that, uh, came as a surprise one time. I, na- I ended up name- naming her lady and she was a border collie. This is probably 20 years ago, but we had a really bad storm. Mm-hmm. That's another attribute. A lot of dogs are afraid of storms. Mm-hmm. Well, my guess is she was on the interstate or she jumped out of somebody's pickup going down the road or something during this bad storm. And uh, she came to our house and my wife called me and said, there's a dog out in the garage and she's just acts really scared and she's hiding under mm-hmm. something. And uh, so anyway, I uh, I went out when I got home that that Saturday and I just called her and what's really interesting I just looked into her eyes and it's like I could look into her mm-hmm. into her soul almost but a dog doesn't have a soul I mean that we know of uh, but anyway I just looked into her and we connected I'll put it that way and uh, and she came out and uh, she became that dog that was it was almost a burden in that she was just loyal to mm-hmm. me I mean uh, she was constantly under my feet. Uh, we allowed her to stay in the house. So if I was sitting, she was, she would come between the mm-hmm. chair and be laying under my feet. That, uh, was how loyal she mm-hmm. was to me. Uh, it was interesting that when she first was around cattle, she had great instincts mm-hmm. and I had some cows that got into a pasture they shouldn't have been. And I just talked to her and she went and she'd look back at me and she mm-hmm. brought those cattle out mm-hmm. just like, just like, uh, she was made to do, uh, and she was always looking at me, trying to figure out what I wanted done. And uh, uh, this particular dog died that uh, one year to the day that she came mm. to our house. And the reason she died was that I was on a piece of equipment and I pushed a tree over, and the tree came over on top of her. Made me really sad, but uh, but but she died being close to me and looking back at me mm. and. Uh, so, you know, and I thought about that, and I believe sometimes God chooses to bring home his children, and, and a lot of times, just like I didn't understand why, why she had to die like that, why do sometimes good people die, you know? And so I learned a lot of, a lot of lessons through that dog. And uh, uh, currently I have a dog by the name of Tucker. Um, he was my dog, my son's dog, and he's been staying with me for quite a while now because of tangling with a coon and we thought he'd be best because uh, that coon might be rabid and we just thought he might ought to be away from his his small children 
but he works with me on a daily basis. Uh, currently, when I'm out feeding cattle or anything, he keeps those cows away mm -hmm. from me. He just goes along, and he's uh, dogs. A lot of times, uh, working dogs with cattle, are, they're generally either a header or a healer. He a healer means they they drive them from behind, and a header mm -hmm. means they they mess with their head. Well, anyway, he's a header, and so he's going to nip them on the nose mm -hmm. if he wants to do something with them. It's not good if you're trying to drive them and he's in front of them, but you just have to learn to work with him. Uh, but when I'm out uh, cutting, say, uh, twine on a, on a round bell or feeding, he keeps those cows away from me. And a good point was that one time this winter, uh, these cows were really hungry and I, he was not with me that he, uh, all of a sudden, I, I looked up and I didn't even look up. I, I looked up because one, a cow stepped on my foot. Mm. It was a big heifer. Stepped on my foot and it hurt really bad. And what got her off my foot was another one came and rammed her in the side, which meant she hit, knocked me into the mm. bell and knocked my foot out. And I was really thankful I didn't have a broken foot. And so he fulfills a purpose in protecting me. Mm. And uh, uh, he's, because he heads uh, several times, mm. he, this year he's been rolled twice really bad by cows. Mainly they were, they were just had a baby and they were trying to protect mm. them. And he's gotten rolled. Uh, try, you know, uh, one one time he uh, he saved my life. I was uh, I had a big Charlotte bull, and something I've learned about Charlotte they don't always have most of them don't have a good temperament, and I had one of those, mm -hmm. and I had this big bull that stood about here on the shoulders, and was back at our place, my mom's place back at Weatherford. And this bull, we were having a hard time getting it to squeeze down into a pen so that we could load it. Anyway, everywhere I went, he, he just faced me. He wouldn't turn. And But we finally did get him into a small pen and in which I remember my son Andrew and Tucker sitting there as I turned to walk away with the bull behind me and out of the corner of my eye, I noticed that bull was coming after me. So I... I I headed towards the side on a cattle panel and it was going to try to get up and I realized I was only going to make it halfway. So I grabbed the top and there's a telephone pole uh, that was split in front of me and about that time that bull put his head under my rear end and just started throwing me up in the air. And uh, Andrew said I, all he could see was me going up and down like this. And so the last thing I remember or I was conscious of, I had one one hand on the top of the cattle panel, and the bull's head from sideways was under my under my knee. I didn't see my left leg, and he was right there in front mm -hmm. of me. So I had this focus in time that I, I wasn't going up and down, mm -hmm. and I was conscious. And that bull just let out a blood-curling scream that he wanted to either hurt me or kill mm -hmm. me. And so probably the next jump up, I was either going up mm -hmm. or he was coming down, and if he would have he would have really tried to hurt me or kill me. And uh, I said a, a really quick prayer in my mind. I said, Lord, please help her. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. And the next thing I know, and this is really hard to believe, but I am suspended straight out like mm -hmm. that. All of a sudden that bull started letting its head down and I just started going down like a feather until I just stepped off of his head and stood up. And I'm thinking, what in the world just happened? And I looked out, my son's still standing there and uh, what had happened was 
Tucker, uh, I believe the Lord saved me, but he used Tucker to mm -hmm. do it. Tucker went under the fence and went to the other side of the bull and jumped up when I was in air. And when he did at that bull's head, that bull slowly lowered his head down between his mm -hmm. legs till I stepped off. And then uh, a couple weeks later, Tucker uh, protected my wife Brenda from stepping on a copperhead. He got in between her mm -hmm. and wouldn't let her go past till she saw that copperhead. So dogs protect us and they serve a purpose. And uh, the uh, and then one other incident this year out in the country where we live out here, everybody knows we have lots and lots of wild pigs. Well, one day. Uh, there, we have a, a almost a dry creek, mm -hmm. and and I was walking down that creek. I wanted to go find something, and Tucker went with me, and I could hear some pigs mm -hmm. squealing in the distance, and and I didn't pay it any mind. But on the way back, I I'm walking down this creek, and it's got pretty steep mm -hmm. banks, and I see Tucker down at the bottom looking up, and about ten feet looking straight down at him was a great big pig, mm -hmm. and they just stood off like that. You know, and I don't just have enough sense to have any fear about it, but I just walked by Tucker, and when I got about 20 feet, I, I whistled and said, come on, Tucker, and he just wheeled, and at the same time, that pig wheeled, and they went opposite directions. Mm -hmm. uh, but up above the pig was a bunch of other pigs with their mm -hmm. babies, and, uh, and so uh, that's some stories about... Uh, about a dog's loyalty and their and their uh, their purpose and uh, you know and so a, a story I would relate to uh, two animals a few things that I've noticed that the hardest time for a dog to be obedient I think is the same same time it's really hard for us to be obedient and that's when uh, it's when it's when you don't think anybody can see you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a dog, if you tell it to stay and you walk outside those doors, more than likely he's going to get up and start mm -hmm. wandering around when he can't see you. And I think in the same way, our relationship with the Lord is the same way. Uh, when, when we don't think anyone sees us, you know, what is our integrity like? Uh, and for me, it's when I don't, Feel the Lord's presence. Now I know we're not supposed to live by feelings, but there are times when I feel separated from the Lord, and, and I, that's what sin does. It separates, and so I would relate those same those same analogies of uh, of a dog is is you know this these dogs have purposes in they that we form a relationship with them, and they help us to fulfill our purpose in a lot of ways. And, and the Lord wants us to be the same way. He wants us to be, to always be looking to Him, uh, to be obedient to our call, which is our purpose, and then uh, uh, be, have integrity when, even if we don't feel His presence mm -hmm. or when we don't feel like somebody's watching us, what do you do when, when you're alone? Uh, that's, uh, that, that tells me, that's God relating to me through an animal what my walk with Him should be like. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think the most crucial points in our lives as far as our faith and the way that we're behaving and kind of the decisions that we make are the things that we're doing when other people aren't watching, right? And and it, it works like that in marriage too. Maybe some of the financial decisions that we make when 
when our wife isn't mm-hmm. around or when we don't have a conversation with right. our wife with our wife or um or husband. Yeah, yeah, both ways. I know like a few weeks ago we had the whole GameStop AMC, you know, hashtag to the moon stuff and um I didn't ask Sharon beforehand. Um, but I cashed out some Marathon stock, which is like our family's stock. And, you know, my papa worked for Marathon for a long time. And so I cashed out some Marathon stock and bought AMC and then lost my shirt on AMC. And then Marathon went up. And so I lost what I would have made. And um, if I'd have just asked Sharon or talked to Sharon about it or maybe prayed about it first without just making yeah. a decision on my own. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't have happened. And so I think a lot of times if, for one thing, I tell our students, hey, if, if you're alone, don't be alone because right. that's, that's when we make bad decisions. And um, But I think you're right. I think just like that dog, if, if you give it an instruction or give it guidance and then all of a sudden that dog is by itself, it's, it's not wired to pay any more attention. Yeah. And we find ourselves like that too when we're by ourselves and we don't, we're not walking with the Holy Spirit at all times. Right. Well, that was the a section I hadn't got to that I hadn't I was I had forgot about, but uh, dogs especially uh, have a problem when there's distractions. Mm-hmm. And that's almost sound like you're describing a distraction. Tucker has several distractions. Uh, one of the big ones is his rabbits. If if he if he smells or he jumps a rabbit. It's almost as if he's deaf. Mm-hmm. And when he takes off, uh, I often wonder, he, he may go mm-hmm. till he doesn't come back. I've seen him when, when he got after a rabbit and rabbit went in a pipe or in a hiding place mm-hmm. and, and it took me half a day to find him because mm-hmm. he, he, I might have walked past him 10 feet away a dozen times, but he never mm-hmm. acknowledged me because he was after that rabbit. Or mice... Uh, Tucker, if if he had a stack of twenty boxes and there mm. was a mouse in there, he would tear. Mm. He would create quite a mess mm. trying to get to that that mouse. And then the other uh, the other big distraction for him is food. If we have food on the counter, uh, if it's not set mm. way back, he's he's really good at pulling mm. it off and helping himself. And a lot of times that might be two pounds of meat that Brenda mm. bought at a barbecue place for yeah. us. Our family suffer for the next day or two, and Tucker will help himself to the whole the whole thing. and And so, we do the we do these a lot of times in life. We get distracted, mm-hmm. and uh, when we do, we're we're not really uh, we're not really fulfilling our purpose, or uh, we're we're fulfilling our own. Uh, I don't know, desires or that type of thing. And, and and a lot of times we hurt other people in that process, like when Tucker pulls our family's meal off the counter mm-hmm. and eats it all himself. Well, he's, <laughs> you know, um, it's just the way he's wired. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's not really any reason to get on to him about it because that's just the way he's wired mm-hmm. and he's going to do it the next time around. You just need to learn uh, not to not to leave it too close to the counter, the edge. Um, so the big question is what is our purpose Uh, and I believe God has gifted each of us to to fulfill our purpose Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And so, like, uh, I, I, I wrote a question in. I wrote, I answered, put some answers for myself. So what is, uh, is in each of our lives that prevents us from, from God's purpose in our lives? Even if you're, even if you're saved and, and just like you, you're, you're saved and all of a sudden you're selling your marathon stock and you're doing that. What, what prevented you from fulfilling God's, it, was it God's purpose? And if it wasn't, what prevented you from fulfilling God's purpose? Yeah, so I think sometimes it's just hard to understand. Um, because looking back on it, it was a really stupid decision. Um, and I, I don't think that that is what God wanted me to do. But God's purpose is, is funny sometimes because regardless of the decisions that we make, it may kind of veer mm-hmm. our life a little bit. But His purpose for my life is the same as it was before I made that decision. And it's the same as it was after that decision and it's almost like, I don't want to say God's purpose is fluid, but God's purpose doesn't exist in the same time and space that ours does. And so he's used that event to remind me where my focus should be. Yeah. Um, and, and all it did was strengthen my trust and my, and my, my ability to understand that God's will is more important than mine. And A little bit of an ouch. Yeah, yeah. Time. I mean, that's that's all it is. It's it is a the way that I look at it is it was just an expensive lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that the world works, the way that finances work, the way that my trust should work. Um, because if I've got extra money to waste, there's better things than I can do than 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 gambling in the stock market. Because right. that's what that was. Like there, there's a difference between making smart and wise financial investments, because we should all be doing that, um, especially for those in ministry, so that we get to retire someday. Um, and there's a difference between just flat-out gambling, and, and God reminded me that that's what I was doing, and it was sinful, and um, it just woke me up a little bit. And so I think for... It's just interesting how God's ability to explain His purpose and to make that known in our lives and... Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but well, yeah, it, it does. Uh, a few that I wrote down one is just flat out busyness, being mm-hmm. so busy that I, I completely bypassed my purpose, you know, just being so busy, and two, not taking time to listen to God or spending time to, to actually invite Him in on a daily basis to what to fulfill that purpose mm-hmm. on a daily basis, and then. And then three, I just put some people uh, never get in the game because of fear uh, uh, or through uh, they may be damaged. Uh, well, anyway, some people never get in the game to fulfill their mm-hmm. purpose beca- out of fear. Uh, I'm afraid that's uh, true with a lot of young people mm-hmm. today. Uh, and so... Uh, I propose that God's purpose is uh, is better than anything mm-hmm. that a person could possibly dream of themselves. That God' purpose for you, if if you plug into that, mm-hmm. better than than anything that you could possibly do, think of, or do yourself. And I'll pr- also propose it's never too late to to get into it. But uh, if you don't know Jesus, I would 
I would uh, encourage you to accept Jesus so you could actually know what your 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 purpose, your real purpose is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after you do, to ask the Lord for direction and to reveal His purpose to you. And then, and then once He does, just step out in faith. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what I began, began with uh, about this purpose, I would say this is the great adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, David, uh, John David, what is your great adventure? Being a parent, um, I, I think, uh, you know, it was a bit of a rough start trying to become parents and um, devastating. And But when, when we finally got to Riley, I remember very clearly, I don't remember much about Lincoln other than just being exhausted. But when we had Riley, I remember very clearly sitting in that crappy windowsill that the husband gets to sleep on in Weatherford. So if you don't know, there's a room. Um, they're, they're great. Weatherford is great. The hospital is great for delivering babies. And um, But the husband gets to sleep in the windowsill. And it's a mat about that wide. It's just narrow enough that you can't get comfortable. And it's about that thick. And I'm glad that it's there. But um, I remember laying there being so uncomfortable and freezing to death. Because Sharon was cold, and so I gave Sharon my blanket, and um, just thinking, Lord, what have we done? While Riley's over there screaming and pooping and all the things that a baby's doing, and you know, I'm getting up every two hours, and I'm not doing anything other than getting up and grabbing Riley and taking her to Sharon, and then going back to sleep. I just remember thinking, what have we done? This is going to be so incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then every day with a toddler. Um, with a preschooler, with a little boy, with, with Riley too. And man, it is an adventure. Um, and you don't know what to expect. And it just kind of reminds me of, uh, one of my favorite movies growing up. I never read the book because I'm an awful person. Um, was Tom and Huck. It was a Disney movie, I think. And about Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. And I just, I remember out of all of the adventures that a little kid could go on, that's, that was it, right? And I just remember them getting on a raft by themselves and just floating down, uh, what is it, the Mississippi? Uh-huh. Um, like, <laughs> like, there's a miracle those two didn't die. Um, but that, that's just what, that's how I view parenthood, right? It's mm-hmm. just trying to keep your boat, your raft afloat, right. um, especially as a father and a husband while trying to make sure that, that everything doesn't just sink. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every time I think about parenthood, um, th- there, there's a passage, and I don't want to, to get too preachy, but there's a passage in John 15, um, verse 4. You're not going to cover this, are you? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, and it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And the way that I heard it put... Um, so there, there's a really famous pastor that passed away a few years ago. His name was John Randall's. Got a mullet. His son, Zach, um, was the lead pastor at Super Summer a few years ago. And, and, and he put it this way. So the, the word abide um, means to basically stay between the two channels of the river. And so if we're wondering what God's purpose is for our life, and students ask me all the time, how do I know what God's purpose is for my life? And the way that Zach put it is this, it's, 
you abide in me and I will abide in you. And then you will be able to bear fruit and you'll walk with me. And it's this. So God gives us parameters, right? He doesn't tell us you have to go to this college or you have to go to this college. You have to major in this. Mm -hmm. or You have to major in this. I think there's a few life decisions that are specific. I believe that God directs us and leads us towards the spouse that we're going to marry. Um, but I think sometimes God gives us the command of, hey, put on your big boy pants, read your Bible, and make a decision. Mm -hmm. um, you have the ability to do what you want as long as you are abiding with me. And so our relationship with Jesus, it's going to swerve and it's going to turn. But as long as we stay within those banks mm -hmm. of the river, then we're abiding within Jesus. And then he's going to bless our decisions. And he doesn't mean we're not going to have waves in the, in the, in the way. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have... We're not going to crash into boulders sometimes, but but we are walking within the will of God if we are staying within those. And so the next question is, how do I know if I'm staying within it? And that's where knowing Scripture and walking with Jesus. And so if we have a decision that we're making and there it is in direct contradiction with Scripture, um, then obviously that's not abiding within the banks of the river. But, um, you know, long story short, the great adventure is being for me as being a parent okay part of that great adventure before you a parent was you made some life choices too mm -hmm. you know right now it's you're you're focusing on what's there but marriage was or your commitment to the lord mm -hmm. and, and your direction in life and then uh being uh, uh getting married mm -hmm. is part of that um the uh I, uh, I guess foundationally uh, for me at this point, I, I focus on what is, um, for me, my great adventure is, is plugging in to what God's purpose mm -hmm. is for me. And, and all of these are kind of subcategories yeah. as I look back uh, in my life that all of those are part of the great adventure and that there was a point that I had to make a choice in some of these, like to go into business, mm -hmm. that I was willing to step out on a limb and basically cut it off behind me, uh, or at least that's what it seemed mm -hmm. like at the, at the time. And so as we go through life, there's another analogy that I'd like to, like to uh, just uh, reference. So going through life in a lot of ways business can be that way, uh, raising mm -hmm. a family. It's as if you're on a uncharted river that you know that there are some, some very large waterfalls mm -hmm. at some point in this river and you're in a boat going down this river and you're about to go around a corner and the water is picking up. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have no idea what's around that corner. Uh, and so you have to, you're on your own. There is no... Mm -hmm. There is nobody that's going to tell you what's around this corner. Uh, but uh, in order to get around that corner and complete your journey, you have to, you have to mm -hmm. navigate the river. And, and so if you become paralyzed with fear and never make, make the mm -hmm. journey, you'll never know what the great yeah. adventure was. Or uh, there's several things that could prevent you from ever, ever completing mm -hmm. your journey on this great adventure. But I would propose that life really is a great adventure. And uh, regardless of the politics mm -hmm. or the fear or 
or whatever else happens. Uh, nothing, not, there's nothing new under the sun. And uh, in some ways we may be, have become spoiled with comfort and mm -hmm. different things. But life is a great adventure regardless of what, yeah. what comes our way. And so I would encourage each and every one who might hear this to get plugged in on the great adventure, uh, which ultimately is God's purpose in your mm -hmm. life, whether that has to do with family, marriage, uh, work, uh, where you live. Mm -hmm. uh, God's purpose is always better than anything you yeah. could imagine. So anyway, well, John David, you got anything you want to add? And yeah. Afterwards, close us with prayer. I would say sometimes we we get too focused on what the adventure is, um, and, and we think, well, what's God's will for my life? What is God's specific plan? Um, and so it, it kind of reminds me of when a student's like, well, if I want to start reading scripture, I don't because I don't know where to start, and it's just. Just, just start, right? Right. So when it comes to God's will for our lives, we, we, we know two things. We, you, we know two things about God's will for our lives. The first one is that you would know Him. Um, and the second one is that you would be a leader in your family. And so if you don't know what God's will for your life, or you're curious, or you just want to get going, focus on those two things. Build your relationship and strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Um, and then be a Christ-following parent, spouse, um, Child. Child. I mean, that's, that's, that's your, like, that is your main priorities in life is, is, is your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with your family. And those aren't, those, they are, they're hard to do, but there's nothing hard about what you should be doing. Um, and that's just work on your faith in those areas and your relationships in those areas. And I promise you, God's going to reveal to you what the next steps are or what your life is going to be like. Um, don't stress about it. Just, <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to think that, but, you know, God is not going to leave us hanging. Like, if you're curious as to what His plan is for your life, He's going to show you what His plan is for your life. You just need to be in tune. You need to be yeah. reading Scripture. I mean, it's if, if you're expecting a phone call from somebody, how can you possibly get angry at that person if you don't answer the phone when they call? And it's the same way. Yeah. I mean, how can we... How can we be angry at the Lord for not revealing what His will is for our lives if we're not if we're not talking to Him? Mm -hmm. um, so we love you guys. I hope that that you had a good time listening to us. Um, let's pray, and we'll see okay. you next week. Uh, God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for um, every week that 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 I get to sit with Mark and either take part in these um, in this this great time or film it and just get to sit back and and listen to wisdom of of people that are much wiser than me. Um, I thank you so much for this relationship and um, the teamwork that goes into this and just for an opportunity for our church to minister to people um, across the world. God, we love you so much. We pray that this, that this video would glorify you, that everything that we said would glorify you, um, and that your will would be done in our lives, God. We love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.